Hi everyone, thank you for listening to today's podcast. So today we are going to be focusing on the impacts of sleep and eating on our well-being and also the impact that this recent sort of lockdown has had on people's sleep and well-being. So I'm Larissa Morrison, I'm one of the health and social care teachers here at Blackpool Sixth Form. I have a background in adult nursing and I specialised in district nursing in particular. Um, we also have Jodie McKenna with us on today's podcast. Uh, Jodie, are you happy to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Jodie McKenna and my background is mental health nursing and sexual health um, advisor, I suppose you could call it. Well, and then um, we've also really excitingly today got a, a student that's um, volunteered to join us, Emily. Uh, Emily, are you also happy to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Emily. I'm one of the lower sixth triple health and social students I'm also on the clinical skills extra activities and I'm looking at becoming a registered nurse. Well so we've got quite a lot of experience here today to talk about sleep and eating I think it and one of the things we're really pleased about on today's podcast is that we've got it from different people's perspectives as well so thank you Emily for joining we really do appreciate that today. What I thought it would be nice to do is we, we maybe start off by sharing some of our own experience, really, or experiences we've seen with our peers within the college to do with sleeping and eating. Has anyone found this lockdown has had maybe an impact on either of those? I do feel that it's had an impact. Um, I've got three children at home and two of them are teenagers. And I find seeing how they're dealing with their routine, obviously being thrown out of sync, and then me as well, I've found that we, we have all struggled, really. I think with teenagers, they've got that typical bad rep, really, haven't they? They're always sleeping, they're always hungry, they grunt at you rather than have a conversation. Whereas I think, particularly with this lockdown, it has become really difficult to keep routine. It's become one of those, well, why do I need to get dressed? why do I need to eat at regular intervals and I do think it has had quite a big impact. Absolutely I completely agree with that to the point where it can go a little bit extreme can't it of us either not sleeping at all because we're maybe feeling a little bit stressed or anxious or we think I'm not going out anywhere today I don't really think I can be bothered I'm just going to sleep in all day so then we oversleep as a student, Emily, how have you found it with obviously your lessons going on, live lessons happening? Is it had a bit of a, an impact on, on either sleeping or eating? Yeah, I feel like everyone's routine's kind of gone out of the window. So instead of everyone going to school and work, everyone's kind of living on top of each other. And they've all yeah. of, got different things going on at different times. Everyone's doing different things. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with that one. Um, one of the things we've sort of noticed with students as well is like the increase in energy drinks as well. People are using, I, I do think people use them anyway. I assume quite a, a lot around college students um, carrying them around. But I think that's also having an impact on people's sleep and their well-being. Any, anyone sort of agree with that or think about the impacts they can have on well-being? I think my point on energy drinks, being a mum, I've always been really against energy drinks and I think without it's just because of my background I know what issues they can cause I know that a lot of the time 
people will go and buy an energy drink if they feel really tired, if they have not had much sleep and they think, I can't get through college, I'm going to have to have some sort of energy drink. But if you think of a can of Monster, 160 milligrams of caffeine in one can. And notoriously, coming from a mental health background, caffeine, if you have too much of it, can cause anxiety, it can cause insomnia. So I think sometimes being aware of the facts might make you more aware that it can cause more of the issues that you're trying to resolve. Absolutely, yeah. And I think poor sleeping patterns and eating patterns as well significantly impact mental health. Eating being a prime example, Emily, you mentioned about how we we eat to repair and and fuel ourselves um, when we've talked about this before. And, and it does, I think it's completely accurate. You, you need it for your energy. And if we're not maintaining our eating routines and our habits, by the end of the day, you just feel a little bit fatigued and lethargic and it just lowers your mood. Does anyone else find that tends to happen? Yeah, I do. I think it's particularly with some of the students that have said to me that they are not in that routine so and because they're sat in front of the screen so much they found that the screen time adds in as well and by the end of the day they feel like they can't switch off yeah they might not have any any energy drinks or anything like that but they just they find it really difficult and sometimes I do as well because I'm sat in front of my screen and I'm not really moving around that much yeah absolutely I think that can have a huge impact on our our sleeping patterns I remember once um I was I was working I was doing like um a college course alongside work and I remember getting to the end of the day and I was on my laptop till sort of nine half nine at night and then I was wide awake until one in the morning and I, I think it was to do with screen time and unfortunately it's something we can't really get rid of at the minute but maybe limiting it as much as we can does make a big difference on people's sleep and well-being. Yeah, I think with screen time, obviously it's inevitable at the moment because we are working from home and we still have to do that. But I find as well, when people try to wind down afterwards, it might be that they're using Netflix and they're still using the laptop. So it might be an idea to maybe use your TV instead or a different device I've had that feedback quite a lot that they're using the laptop, but then they're using it for Netflix later on when they want to chill out and they're just not able to switch off. It's like that association, the laptop is for college work. And I think some people do struggle with that as well. Absolutely. Emily, as a student, do you find similar things happen with yourself? Like you, you're working all day and then you think, right, I'm going to have a break, but then do something else on your laptop or something else on your, on your phone. So you're not really having that gap between the two or does it, do you manage it quite well? No, I think as a student's point of view, I feel like it's very hard to come away from it nowadays. Like, like everything's on your phone if you want to talk to a friend. Obviously, at the moment, you're not allowed out, so it's all on the phone. I feel like no one's allocating times to just have a break away from technology yeah absolutely and I think even if it's just one day a week where you just say right at eight o'clock tonight I'm gonna switch off my phone I'm gonna switch off my laptop or my iPad or whatever device it is that people are using 
and just do something else, whether it be read a book or go talk to someone or anything along those lines makes such a huge difference. And when I've done it in the past, in terms of well-being, the next day I felt so refreshed and my mood has been so much better. I felt less stressed just by doing that once. And the, and the more you do it, the obviously the better and better your well-being can get, which I think is really important. Has anyone got anything else in terms of sleep and eating and how it might impact our, our well-being? I think at the moment with with eating particularly if you are sat doing your lessons all day it's really easy to eat quick unhealthy food just because you need to get something quickly before your next lesson or you don't want to miss any of that time whilst you're doing your work and it's difficult obviously to go to the shops at the moment it might be that you don't want to risk going out as much so you just try and deal with what you've got at home but I find as well particularly in my my circumstances I've started eating hot food cold because I just don't seem to have the time. And that can have an impact. It definitely can. Even that satisfaction of the food that you might have really enjoyed, people are not getting that. So maybe just making that routine to say, well, I'm just going to have my lunch. This is the time I'm going to have my lunch and just coming away and making that time for yourself. Yeah, well, I, I agree. Emily, would you have any other suggestions that you would put forward to other students or just anyone in general, really? I feel like at the moment it's so easy when eating to just grab a quick snack and then get back to your lessons. So what I've started to tend doing is one afternoon a week, meal prep, what you're going to have for your lunch, have it in the fridge ready. And then when it comes to lunchtime, you've got something in the fridge there for you've got to eat it, you've got to have something for lunch. Yeah, I, I agree. I started doing similar because I found I, I was snacking all day and then I'd get to lunch and i think, oh, I've just snacked on all that now. I feel a bit sickly, I don't want to eat. Whereas the, the nights where I've gone, do you know what, I'm going to make a sandwich, I'm going to put it in the fridge, I'll get all my little bits out with it, like a drink, maybe like a bag of crisp with it, I get it out ready and I'm more inclined to eat it. And I also find in the day, I know it's there. So I start building myself up for it and I go, do you know what, I'll just finish this lesson and then I'm going to go have my lunch and I enjoy it more by doing it. Yeah, I think I'm very similar. Um, I think once you're aware that you're not eating effectively or you're not making that time, it's really easy then to say, well, actually, I'm going to change that because I don't like how it's how it's affecting me. I think that's one of the big things is sometimes when you've not spoken about it, if you can talk to other people about, that's when you start to realise, well, actually, I'm going to change that. If you're just in a routine where you're not, where you're just doing the same thing over and over, it can sometimes be difficult to to then get out of it. Absolutely. And hopefully from this podcast, people can see that like it, everyone is having very similar issues. And once, like you've said, once you actually see, yeah, I think I am doing that. That's where we can then start making improvements and over time start improving our well-being. Has anyone got any other suggestions or anything to finish off with? Um, I think going back to routine. I know that it's a word that's batted around quite a lot and I know particularly um, with young children it's batted around quite a lot. But I think sometimes people think, well, routine is too strict, there's too many boundaries. Whereas having just good basic routine, like a certain time for bed, a certain time for lunch, a certain time to get up, and then everything else can be quite fluid and change around it. I think that's a really good basis for 
supporting yourself in getting those habits to where you want them to be I think yeah I I agree it's like when you have the holidays isn't it it's the summer holidays and towards the end everyone's sort of in a do you know what I actually am quite looking forward to going back I don't mind actually going back and I think it's because we do crave that routine a little bit of this is when I get up this is when I finish the school day this is when I have tea this is when I go to sleep and it it does make a a big impact I think on, on well-being I think my final piece of advice as well to people would be do a little bit more self-care. Switch off from your laptop at the end of the day and do something that makes you feel good, whether that be a face mask or a bath or reading a book. That can really help get you relaxed and ready to sleep and repair for the next day. I think that would be my takeaway for um, improving either sleep or eating. Yeah, I agree with that. Brilliant. So thank you both for, for joining us today, Jodie and Emily. We really appreciate it. And I, I think we've talked about some really important points there. Uh, and hopefully those that are listening to the podcast, you've taken away some really good suggestions as well. Um, and keep listening to our Thrive podcast and we will see you all very soon. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.